0: 27 of Running Matters. My name is Matt North. i joined with my co-host, Paul Hattie. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, Matty. How are you, mate? Very well. Thanks for
1: giving up your time and coming in. No worries. First cold night of the year, I reckon.
0: It's uh, good beer drinking weather. Isn't it what? <laughs> we've uh, we've got a great show with Ali Najim coming in today. Amazing young man.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this one. It's our first uh, foray into surf sport running, I suppose. We've had... Trail, we've had track, we've had row. This is our first sand guy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, We're covering yeah. all bases.
0: Yeah, and he's he's got a great story. He, um, he faced some adversity when he was younger, and I'm sort of interested to sort of delve out his story and see how that's helped him navigate his way through life. So yeah. I think it's, it's going to be a cracking interview. I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic.
1: Have we had a world champion
0: on the podcast before? I don't think we have. Yeah. I don't think we have. I could be wrong. Yeah, we've had you know multiple lots lots of Olympians. Olympians and stuff, but this could be our first world champion. Could do anyway. It's yep. exciting. Yep. Uh, we should thank our partners: Filter Brewing, Goo Energy, Guy Me Allied Health, and Swimguard Pool Fence Certification. How is the Swimguard Pool Fence Certification oh, going, oh, man? mate? Keeping me keeping me going. I squeeze one in today between my two runs. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That's a good balance,
1: isn't I, it? I squeeze some running in between my two shifts at work. Yeah. So we're yeah. always on the same
0: page. Yeah, yeah. You've <laughs> got your priorities a bit mixed up at the moment. I should also thank Jimmy Carroll for doing the editing behind the scenes each show. You're a champion Jimmy, thanks for that. Um you can have a beer, man. I'm just gonna have a filter lager before yep. we go. I'm enjoying the XBA. Thank you, Filter. Thank you, Filter. <laughs> Delightful. Um, two events I want to talk about. First is Surf Coast Century in Victoria, Saturday mm-hmm. 21st of September. Very yep. excited to be going down there. We're both going down and running that 100Ks. Yeah, I'm pumped. Big uh,
1: road trip for Running Matters podcast. Yeah. no, oh, We should fly, actually. Yeah, we'll fly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good.
0: Yeah, but we'll drive from the airport to the event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't done it before. You haven't done it before. It's no. along the Great Ocean Road. The, if you get on the website and look at the events, some cool videos. And, uh, yeah, just running along the ocean and through the hinterland. It looks amazing. So you can do 100K solo, you can do 50K solo, or you can do 100K relay, which is uh, teams of two, three, or four. So that's pretty cool. If you only want to do 25K, okay. you can you can team up. Can you take your egg and spoon along for the 25K? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Take your Tic Tacs because uh, if you're only doing 25 k that's how big your heart is. Oh, no, no. Yeah. And uh, what's exciting is we've got a discount promo code for our listeners. So if anyone's keen to join us down there at Surf Coast, we've got a discount code. So if you get on and enter the, the event, the discount code is Running Matters. S-C-C-2019. But we'll put a little blurb on our Facebook page so people can find that info. Okay, that's uh, exciting. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's unreal. So 10% discount if you're entering the event, so that's okay. uh, that's good. So it'd be great to have some of our listeners come along and, and join us during the event. I reckon uh, Rookie and The Judge are going to join us, aren't they? They're in, 100%. Okay. do you reckon they'll race
1: or just come and... Well, d- Rookie will not run. He <laughs> won't <Right> run. <laughs> no. He refuses to run. Is this all about the party? He's been... Uh, Turn, turned off by the six-foot debacle? Or? Yeah, he's, he's damaged goods now. Oh. It's the way we like it. Get back on the horse,
0: Rook. Yeah, you're better than that. The Phantom. You're better than that. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yeah, that's good. I'll mention the code again at the end of the podcast, but um we're excited to be offering something for the listeners and would like to see them come and join us for the run. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be good. The other event that we're talking about is the Royal Double Ultra Marathon. Great event. Great event. It's coming around. It's only seven weeks away now. Non-profit event, raising money for the Steve and Walter Children's Cancer Foundation. Hmm. It's the cheapest ultra marathon that you can do getting around, I reckon. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. For one day. 50 bucks for one day. Yeah, that's cheap. Yep, and 60 for two.
1: So that's only a dollar per kilometre. Correct you think about that, compared to Halter Trail, crikey. Mm. Yeah, it's cheap. That's cheap. And it's all all profits go to charity. So oh,
0: Yep. So um, you can do 50Ks on the Saturday and 50Ks on the Sunday, or you can just do one day, a Saturday or the Sunday.
1: I'm just going to do one day. I'm yep. going to put it out there. Yep. Yep. Anakoliguri, Opperman, if you're listening, I'm going to come to your 40th and smash it up. And then not run on the Sunday. Smart. If you are worried. Smart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um, so you want to get in quick because the event will sell out, I reckon, in two weeks. So, we're already... It's getting close. We've got less than... We've got about 25 spots left. That's it. That's great. And we're at capacity. Is so, it... if you're hearing this, get on our Facebook page, Royal Double Ultra Marathon, and see... Send us a message... And uh see if there's any spots left, but we obviously want to uh, we want as many listeners participating as possible. And most people doing the two days, doing fifty k <laughs> Yeah show. yeah. So I would say nearly ninety percent are doing both days, the vented both days. There are some tough people out there, aren't there? I know. That's impressive.
1: 50 k's a day for two days masochist yeah respect yeah that's great and i've sort of seen the few of them are training for some big races later in the year and using it as a bit of a, a race training scenario as well so if you're doing some 100 miles later in the year it might be a good option for you guys even a 100k even
0: 100k yeah mm. yeah perfect and so the event's coming together because we've got a coffee van both mornings We've got massage after both days. Uh, it's going to be a good vibe and we're have, going to have after party and we're organising prizes, good prizes, so it's all coming together. Who's providing the massage, Wolf? Guy Me Health is providing the massage. Thank you, Guy Me Health. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and is the coffee then going to have bacon and egg rolls? They will. So there'll be hot food, bacon and egg rolls, and I'm going to get a vego oppy option for your uh, bacon there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There'll be veggie options there too for Strava. So. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I'm still going the veggie. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's good. Still going. That's been a while. Been a while. Anyway, still not a bad bloke,
1: I yeah, guess.
0: Yeah, don't judge me. <laughs> um, anything else you want to mention? Hmm. Uh-huh.
1: I want to ask you how you recovered after your silver medal in the Shri Chin Moy Half Marathon on the weekend.
0: Yeah, pretty good. The legs are a bit tired, actually. A little yeah. bit sore. Yeah. And um, great running. Yeah, very happy, very mate. Very happy. That is a run.
1: smoking time for a hilly trail half marathon.
0: What'd you do? Eighty one. Eighty one thirty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well played.
0: That's good. Hmm. I think, yeah, pretty happy with that. Yeah, impressive. What about you? Getting getting a trophy for seventh. And then a recall, (laughs) give the trophy back please, you've actually been slipped to 8th place. Does that hurt? Does that keep you awake at night?
1: I don't know. I reckon the fact that there's a trophy for 7th place in the 1st place is weird. Mm. So I didn't want to have that trophy anyway. It's Mm. kind of like the 6th loser, isn't it? So being the 7th loser as opposed to the
0: 6th loser doesn't really hurt that bad. Yeah. I'm comfortable. It's nice to acknowledge those losers though. (laughs) All yeah, right. I felt
1: good. It, it's got pride in place in my house at the moment, that seventh place trophy. Yeah. And if the Buddhist monks want to come and grab it off me from Sri Chinmoy, good luck. Good luck to them. It's mine. See you in hell. <laughs> they don't believe in hell, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. No, they reincarnate these guys. Yeah, they're too nice to come knocking, I reckon. Yeah, that's right.
0: All right, I can hear Ali knocking at the door. Should we uh, let him in? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, Ali, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the room. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, John. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about some of your achievements and um, and you know more, even recently you, you had a pretty big run on Sunday and and Hattie's got some questions and we're gonna talk about that. But I did actually want to talk about um, when you were younger, things could have, you know turned out differently for you. Can you can you take us back to um, to an incident where? Where, where one of your friends was actually shot when you were younger.
2: Yeah, mate um, Obviously, as you guys I didn't sort of grow up around the whole running. I didn't grow up around the whole running um, sort of scene of it. I grew up a bit different than everyone else. So I got into the running a bit later on, probably around 18. Grew up around with a, a fair a bunch of good people, unfortunately were just doing different things. And I had a, a good friend of ours I went to school with and went to high school with. And he unfortunately was shot and killed um, in 2013. Um, Just yeah, up up my street. Unfortunately, he was involved in just in stuff which you know wasn't gonna ever get you far. And you know he'd done his best to get out of it, but it was it was for me it was the biggest eye opener of my life. You know, you you see a poor mother crying over a a dead son, and you know his mother's pregnant at the time with a young boy, and he's got two sisters that were left behind. You know, he was a provider to the family, which was which was scary because. I, mean, I can only imagine if you know I was in those shoes or my brother was, and mm-hmm. how mother or family feel. So, I may mean, seeing and hearing and knowing that your, your mate gets shot, you you may get shot in up your street, mm-hmm. especially when you're all involved around that same sort of scene, it it breaks your heart and sort of I mean, that's what makes you want to change, it makes mm-hmm. you want to be a better person. How how old were you when when that happened? I was eighteen, so yep. eighteen, and it's at that age where you can either go one way or the other, and for me that made me pick the path I'm on today. Yeah,
0: that was yeah. your
2: that was yeah. your crossroads sort of thing. Bit oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. there was nothing that ever got me got me stuck in a position. Unlike that situation, you know, it being that situation, it was it was that a do or die. It's either follow the same path, which I was in the same t- at that time, or it was either focus on this running stuff, which i was only half good at realistically but i had nothing else to lose just give it a crack mm, yeah amazing. this is a bike you went to school with at the time yeah or... yeah so i went to yep. from year seven up to year 10 went yep. to high school so year 11 and 12 he, he left and no i built went to school year 11 and 12 i was always sort of hanging out outside of school with them so mm-hmm. i mean it was good you know six seven years worth of friendship
0: yeah wow mm-hmm. what what area did you go where did this happen Bexley, as I call, I call yeah. it the hood, but the I say, hood. It's not really the hood, no, but right Stone yeah, um, yeah. we
2: grew up around there, and I just, I just loved it. Like it's everything's close. You know, being younger, with growing up, with a few mates, we used to walk everywhere. Like you know, there's no such thing as, you know, social media at the time, no phones, only So we, we'd walk around everywhere, and hmm. you know, cause the trouble amongst the <laughs> amongst the community. But <laughs> mate, now they see me do well, and and it's just it's good to see it's good to see people seeing the real me. No judgment will pass.
1: I'm yep. sure they're proud
2: of you, mate. That's...
1: So, should we, should we talk about some running stuff? Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it started. Yeah. That's a pretty somber note. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I want to know off the bat, how fast can you knock out two kilometres
2: on the sand? On the sand? Yeah. I think the last time, fastest to the car, I think it was about 6'10 or 6'10 6, 10. 10 with. Uh, man, that was solid. Wow. It hurt. But, mate, when you got. Your likes like Kai Hammond and, and Zach and the young ones just pushing you along. Yeah. Man, it's it's going to get you through
1: 6, 10, man, That's that's hectic
2: that's aggressive. <laughs> anyway <laughs> I'm not sure that I could do that down a hill but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get told by Louise wellings the sand is only made for building sand castles Well, so, so if you ever want to race her put on the sand she's a smart girl yeah. <laughs> a point. she's got a
1: point um, so do you say you, you, you've always been a runner of sorts like
2: uh, as a kid were you a runner or no not much at all like teaching just probably talking at school that you know I was half okay. Yeah. I um, always took a part so I can take day school realistically. Yeah, and I loved the day of school, so I did that. But I, I never won any anything in school much. I won obviously just a school cross country a bit of fun and made like, running with a few mates and ankle tapping each other or just a, a, bit, of, of a, a bit of a bit of laugh. But up until probably year twelve is when I first met Jock and sort mm-hmm. of seventeen turns eighteen and made you I know, um yeah I just. I just started doing it once, twice a week, and from there,
0: yeah,
2: I, I really got onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how'd you end up meeting Jock? I actually met Jock by complete accident, like, and that's the funny it's it's crazy how things work. And I've never been a, a superstitious person, but you know, the way I met Jock was the scariest way. I um, had two teachers, one in year 10, uh, Ray Williams, and a teacher in year 11, year 12, um, Leonie Rents. She, um, they just encouraged me, they always, always told me, you know, you should join the right athletics club, you've got plenty of energy. You do well. I was playing a bit of field hockey at the time with the school, and mm. playing a bit of rugby league here and there. But I enjoyed obviously just doing a bit of sport. So learning around the time, we just go to the track at five thirty on Wednesday, and, and you'll see her running group. I didn't, even, I wasn't much of a listener, so I didn't listen to what training group she said. All I know just go to the track at five thirty, and you'll see a running group. So I got the track at five thirty. You know, having no idea where to look or who to go for, so I just looked for the, the group that's all running together, and all wearing the same. Because I remember her saying that as well, and that's when I bumped into little poor little. Um, he was taking a session for Jock at the time Jock yep. in India for the cricket yep. and I just literally just went up to him out of nowhere and was like oh, how do you join this club and he goes oh, and he was a bit standoffish you know just seeing that young Lebanese kid just say no you know, with a muller as bad as this <laughs> and I, how do you join this running club so he goes "We'll just jump in tonight and we'll give you a call in a couple of days time and if you enjoy it jump in yep. there and I mean, that's whatever she wrote and I've been with Jock ever since
0: Yes, yeah. you, uh, you mentioned Paul Littlejohn. I'm yeah. oh, actually good mates with him. Yeah, mean, yeah.
2: I, I went to school with Littles. He's a character, eh? Yeah, like he's he's by far the most humblest bugger I've ever met. Yeah. I've never seen him frustrated. Never seen him angry. I've never seen him anything but a smile. Yeah. I don't know how he doesn't get frustrated. Yeah. He's just so always well, just happy. Yeah. And mate, when I first ever started, he was a big part of why I wanted to stay amongst Jock and and the crew. He was just such a good coach, such a nice person, who's real genuine. Yeah. And made me accept me with open arms, let me try out the session, and encouraged me the whole way through and didn't even know who I was so mate, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Zip he it it, played a big part in my life, David Jock yeah, yeah great mate that's, that's good and,
1: and then from there what, what year did you join
2: Wanda Surf Club uh, 2013 right up the year, yeah, year right up okay. the high school pretty much I, um, yeah. I joined right, Jock comes up to me he goes i um, <coughs> doing a bit of sand sessions and he goes do you want to do some sand running what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, part of the surf club. I'm, yeah, what's that? He goes, oh, this thing. You're funny. You. So one point at Wanda, Oh, cool. He goes, you want You got to join. I'm thinking it's just easy. Pay a bit of money and whatnot. Mm. And you tell you you're doing bronze medallion. <laughs> what do you mean? What's a bronze medallion? You got to swim. You got to do your first day, You got to do signals. And you know, I went to panic mode. You got to swim.
0: Yeah, yeah you got
2: to swim. <laughs> man, do not know how to swim. He thought I was taking. Jock though I was taking the PSC. I thought I was joking. He like, mate, what do you mean? I don't know how to swim. We had um, Simo, who owns uh, Cronulla Swim School. Yep. Um, we had Dean Simpson and Mark Simpson, they were running with Jock at the time, and they owned the pool. So, mate, they um, took me under the wings and taught me how to swim. So I was in there twice, three times a week, and learned how to swim at 18. That's unreal. And um, <laughs> 18, I was to, how to swim. And then I did my bronze medallion at South Cronulla, and I was freaking out. But uh, from there, I did my bronze medallion, got my bronze, and yeah, went. my first ever carnival was um, a 5K enduro. Uh, somewhere down I think near, somewhere down the coast mm. and then my second ever race was a world title in 2013 <laughs> oh, 2012 sorry yeah so yeah, sorry, yeah joined the surf club 2012 so yeah, 2012 2012 okay yeah so yeah. Mate, those were my first two carnivals and I barely knew how to do anything but it was fun I enjoyed okay. it
1: wow yeah, that's amazing amazing alright just sort of um, thinking, Kerala wasn't seen as being the most tolerant place in the world following all the riots yeah. and what have you. Just not long ago, before that, yeah. um, being a Muslim man, did you have any concerns about how you'd be received by the club at the time? Or
2: yeah, well, at the time, obviously, me coming in there, still being that type of person I was, I was definitely I want to say fearful. I came in there with an attitude, thinking that I was going to cop Obviously, like, a whole lot of you know, a lot of backlash, but. When the whole panel incident happened, I was in year five so Yeah yeah. I barely remember it much, but obviously seeing yeah. the news and seeing that and it's obviously chatted up a lot in the media and the media loves to mm. fuel it up. But mate, when it, I think it was um a few years ago in the ten year anniversary, 2015, mate, I've never been contacted by so many random people in my life. Yeah. Through seven and channel nine and SBS just want a story about it. Mate, realistically, if anything, I've I've copped a, a nicer welcome. In Cronulla than I've copped anywhere else. Yeah. And it's not the fact that I'm Muslim or, or whatnot, it's just, mate, if you're a good person, it doesn't matter what religion, doesn't matter how you look, doesn't matter what colour you are, you, you're accepted open arms. And that's one thing that I, um, I really noticed. And I was when the Hop riot things happened, and mate, they perceived everyone in the, in the Shire as just our colleagues, racist, and, and they made them seem like they're just a, a bad people. So, mm-hmm. it, mate, going in there and only saying what the media shown was mm-hmm. sort of. That was the fear. You
1: yeah, had that stereotype. 100%. one well. hundred yeah. And me
2: coming in there, it's probably a stereotype built from the media that's, you know, yeah. being a young Lebanese kid, maybe mm. coming in with a mullet like this, probably giving that same idea. Nah, look, man, I went in there and, mate, not one person, like, like Jock did I was Muslim until four months in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes, oh, and he was Ramadan, that's how I found out. He goes, oh, you're fasting, yeah. oh, oh, you're good, running. oh, you Muslim, yeah. He goes, oh, awesome. Mate, nothing, mm. didn't yeah. change a single thing. Yeah. The like oh, shit, like it. So, going in the Muslim, mate, it probably was the best thing ever. And it it just really showed how genuine people are in the surf club. It shows how much the surf club can really do for you. Doesn't matter what you are, because for me, that the surf club gave me life, and I, and I say that every time. The surf club gave me a whole another shot at life, it gave me a second chance. Because if i hadn't joined the surf club, let's say I got I went to a surf club and I wasn't welcomed with open arms, but I would have gone straight back to my old old ways. it have yeah. been easier. Mm-hmm. You know we've had it. would have not been. It'd just been an easiest thing to go to.
0: Sounds like uh, Jock was a big influence on your life. He, he, he took you under his wing, started coaching you, introduced you to the surf club, Yeah. and I believe you, you got a job at a, at a juice bar yeah. locally. Did uh, hmm. did Jock,
2: Jock have anything involvement with that? Or yeah, mate. Jock will tell you one story about that. But mm-hmm. he, um, mate, everyone knows Jock's like a father to me. You know, I grew up mum, single mum, obviously raised me up, and you know she raised up four kids. You know, unfortunately, mum and dad just just weren't sort of good together. I mean, it wasn't a healthy relationship, so they sort of broke it off um, when I was young, and which is probably better for the both of them. But my mum, you know, hustled hard out just to, to keep us, you know, fed and, and looked after. So mate, having Jock there at that age of, you know, where you sort of at a crossroads, Mate, Jock took me in like a son, and he he doesn't show much affection. But I always call him a father figure. He just goes, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> Not much of an affectionate bloke, Mel. From can probably tell you that. Mate, he's, he's got the biggest heart, and he he just he doesn't he doesn't like to brag about it either. He, um, mate, he mate, I joined the, I joined then for the first year, mate. I was just you know doing whatever I can to pay off the thing, pay off the fees. He goes, "Look, mate, I'll sponsor you. Just hmm. mate, you just got to keep on the straight path, stay out of trouble, hmm. no more fines, no more." Hmm. I did a lot of dumb stuff when I was young. You know, meant to release number, this is this is, otherwise you're not. So, mate, he, he pulled me up a lot. And, mate, like I say, if it wasn't for the whole Jock Athletic, I'd 100% either be in jail or dead. And that, that's why I, my mum would tell you that, and everyone tells you it. So, mm. mate, Jock plays a big influence in my day life. You know, he got my first job at a juice bar. Robert Saber um, owns a juice bar, a real nice bloke. Mm. He's all now sponsors me. But, when I, um, I was doing, I did labouring for a month. Jock says for a day, but I did labouring for a month. <laughs> I arrived up to one of the sessions and man, my arm was cramped. So I was going to run and, and my arm was just stuck in this 90 degree angle. Perfect form, just wouldn't have come through. So, mate, he yeah. jocks in there trying to rub, my, rub off my arm and loosen off. And he goes, mate, you can't do labouring and like imagine being a male getting told you can't work a hard, tough job. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, mate, sorry. it's not for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, traders get ladies' jobs. I like, what's my son Try the juice bar. <laughs> yeah. you be perfect for a juice mate, bar. You know what? The juice bar wasn't bad. Working with beautiful yeah. girls, like now yeah. <laughs> being eighteen and yeah. single, and you're like, I mean, you know what job? I don't mind this. you full time. So, yeah. yeah, I started the Juice Bar and man, I ended up being there for five to six years. And yeah, yeah, I love that place. It, it, That's cool. man, I met same people from the community. Yeah. I remember I used to come in. Like, yeah, like, man, yeah, yeah. I, I met everyone through the Juice Bar. Like, I, I say hi to people you know, in random places. <laughs> And whoever I'm with you, who's that? Off from the juice bar, mate. You stopped working the juice bar four years ago. Yeah, about, they're off from the juice bar, yeah. so yeah, it's going to love a lot of place. Mm.
0: Yeah, cool. What uh, wh- what's the name of the juice bar? Is it Down in Cronulla? Yeah, so fresh Cronulla juice bar. So yeah, so fresh. Yeah, yeah, it's just
2: mate, normal, it's on a kiosk. It's yeah. right across mm. the new Cronulla Travel, and it's not mate, a bad spot to work. Oh, it is the best. In summer, you can't go wrong <laughs> when you get the, the green machine. I think that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. oh mate, the, <laughs> they got these new outside bowls. If yeah. you don't try them, mate, there's something wrong with you. I have them after every Sunday long run. It's a ritual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Slide so bowl. I, I've always wondered how you pronounce that yeah. word. So. Yeah. You got to be careful how you pronounce I, that. I, I, no, yeah. I just thought <laughs> the purple stuff. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the purple stuff. <star>. <laughs> yeah. Gives a bowl of the purple stuff. The one that
2: everyone's having. Someone, please. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. as
1: always
0: doesn't have quinoa in it. Is yeah. it quinoa? Oh, I'm not going to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> what colour's that? What colour's that one? Uh, we should so. we should welcome uh, friend of the show, Stu Rennie, to the room. How you going, Stu? Good, mate. Yeah. Good. Big fan of the show, actually. Yeah. When <laughs> 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 you here. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Just been here since last time. Yeah.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> rolled, rolled you out of the garage. That's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, that's, good. yeah.
0: yeah. Great. that's
1: good. Yeah. That's good. You've started doing some training with Jock as well, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. I've done, it. Yeah.
2: Good. So, not doing a lot of running, but just a lot of gym work here. Yeah. Looking buff, mate. Thanks, mate. (laughs) I don't think it's is that a compliment for a runner? (laughs) Not for a runner, (laughs) I guess. Sorry, I'm not really a runner. (laughs) (laughs) runner.
1: So you've been in jock that entire time. It's a pretty diverse bunch of people down there from what I can gather. So how do you guys bounce off each other? Do you do you all get on well?
2: all of us feel like a family. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think you you know, you meet strangers, complete strangers, you know, and then in a month a few months time mate you rooming with each other and mate your best mates like you got the young mate Kai and Zach for example mm-hmm. they joined Jock when they were sort of 10 or 11 years old they can't tell what age they were but beach they, runners as well these yeah, guys they just joined for same thing joined a bit of athletics jumped to beach running yep. real good mm-hmm. at cross country yep. uh, the little young Zach is a machine at hockey you know he's mm-hmm. playing second third grade hockey for, for someone he did his first um, fun run on the weekend yeah I made mean, he's estimated 5k race and he's like amazing yeah. And he's mm-hmm. phenomenal. The young phenomenal athletes, and so mate, we we just push each other on a daily basis. So yep. like we hang out every week, and so on Sunday we'll do you know we'll build ourselves for twenty, thirty, forty k's, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll go out to the national park and jump off this thing called Monkey Face, which is some cliff or there or something. Yeah, it? something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, right. just, and that's the young kids influencing me. So, <laughs> so and one thing I do is hate heights. I hate yeah. heights. But man, they they convinced me to jump off this cliff before my big race to make sure I've broken all my fears. Right. <laughs> Took me three hours jump, but I did it. You, know. you were up there for three hours? Yeah, to three, three hours. J- mate, ask him. They've got videos of it. Me just, <laughs> me just, yeah. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah, no. Biggest. So video what was the clincher? How did they get you over the edge? You want to know the funny thing is, there was a, yeah, a guy on his ski paddle, been skiing about three hours back and forth. Yeah. He goes, "Mate, been such a pussy." <laughs> Come <jumped> on, <laughs> <laughs> his twelve-year-old yeah. son just comes and jumps in. <laughs> so I had to just jump in. I am jumping in the open legs, and mate, I tell you what, I every bit of it. Yeah, biggest fear but no it was good like we, we all we all feel even the young girls like yeah. um, they, they all just they all sort of go similar schools they're other across country they're other athletics hmm. we all around. there's always a group around a similar pace you know like Stu and I do long runs together hmm. you know it doesn't matter about how fit or strong we are, the pace is almost the same the and, difference and, is I'll do 20k and I'll <laughs> do 60 or something yeah. <laughs> really oh,
1: I don't want to hear you sandbagging in this
2: room <laughs> <No>. <laughs> come on yeah. but um, no like, it's the the vibe there, it's, it's like a family honestly we all yeah. go on camps together you know one of my one of best mates now I met him through Jock you know Jesse Thuss and him and I every single time we travel we room together it's like a ritual you know I'm not used to rooming anyone besides Jesse Thuss and him and I absolutely just room into each other yeah. but everyone's you know every wog's got that one white friend <laughs> <laughs> and, his, and every one white friend has that real dodgy wog friend and I'm his real dodgy wog friend he's my real white friend <laughs> mate, that kid is—he's he, like, literally—he's like a big brother to me, and he's mate—he's been there for me through my worst and, and good and best times. And if it wasn't for Jock, I would not have, have met him. That's so like, that's the type of vibe we have there. That's awesome, mm-hmm.
0: classic. If, if we uh—if we go back to your uh—you know, your surf club, you—you you obviously got through your bronze, and uh, you've done very well at the, the 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 beach sprinting stuff. But besides that, you've also been involved with some rescues yeah. and uh, in the surf. And I believe you've done four or five rescues even when you're when you're off duty. Yeah. And uh, one of them, mm. you, you received an award from Surf Life Saving Australia uh, for Rescue of the Month. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, I suppose you guys got that one, eh? I don't know where you guys got going from. Mate, our but... research team around uh, is... <laughs> <hey>. the clock. <laughs> the hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, yeah, that was, That was, none was probably the, the most, like that sort of makes me realise how far I've come. Um, yeah, Jock and I were doing a session on the beaches sort of, late summer and the sun sets pretty late about 7 o'clock 7.30 I think it was and I was doing a K rep and uh, lucky enough they were, they were Muslim and Arabic so I can understand what they were talking we just started the 1K and the mom's telling them not to go in the water and it was just a real windy day and just done the 500 from going to Lurin and coming back and as I'm coming back I can just hear him screaming in Arabic saying to come back but the kids screaming saying oh, I can't I'm stuck so um, as I'm running back into of 200 in, I'm just keeping an eye on the kid and Jocky's sitting there with the timers telling me oh mate you are done but they sort of about 100 metres up the beach and I can just see the kids sort of struggling and it ends up being about two of them and the mother's trying to jump in, so that was kind of, that was sort of just instincts kicking. Um, yeah, so I managed to both straight to the kids and mate, they, were, they were probably at waist-deep hot water for me, but they couldn't stand there, so I was lucky enough I can still stand and not just grabbed him and pulled them in and told my to, mother to stop, but mate, it was a scary thing because the mother was you know, fully dressed and a burka as well and obviously my mother instincts trying best to save her kid, but mate there could have been three people just gone mm-hmm. on the same hit that day and mate second time was all well. similar situation mate we had sort of three people in the water and mate we were training me and another guy Mitch Palmer and, and a girl who does a fair Tag Jay Withers um, same thing mate I jumped in the water Jay and I jumped in the water kept, kept them afloat and Mitchell Palmer came in with the board and a few linemen on the boards there came in and helped us out mate it's been a few times where I've done the rescues it's been I've never I've never done a big rescue where I've been actually on duty. It's all been off-duty. Mm-hmm. And it's always... It's, our fortune's always the the late ones, like, you know, at the beach and after a long, hot day. They're the ones that sort of... we've been um, been struck with. But I mean, it's it's crazy to think that if it, if I, you know, been in just surf club, not have to swim... If I wasn't there at that time or if they went there, you know, it could have been... It could have been a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. um, so thankful for the surf club for giving me the opportunity, realistically, because... Yeah, the same thing that could have been me as a kid in the water and I could have been the one drowning because I couldn't uh, I had no swimming experience whatsoever mm. I, mean, I wouldn't go to the beach with the mates because I was too embarrassed that was my insecurity you know mm-hmm. my insecurity was going out with the mates to the water because mm. I just didn't know how to swim so mm-hmm. I get to the beach I would just sit back on the sand and knee deep water and that was about it mm. but you can certainly cover some ground across the
1: sand quicker than you're a running, big but, advantage uh, to the surf club mate yeah, when well, <laughs> we're doing
2: the run swim run Oh, now the run. I <laughs> assume I'm just staying afloat, <laughs> just come to get around the cans. Yeah, that's
1: good. No, it's good. Oh, that's funny. All right, we should we should talk some uh, some achievements, I guess. So, 2018 World Champs uh, in Adelaide was your third crack at the uh, 2K title. Mm. After bringing home two silver medals previously, how satisfying was it to stand on the top of the podium? Mate,
2: uh, it was. You know what? It, I worked myself up so hard mentally and emotionally to get that one and it, it was such a relief. Just yeah I I don't know, how to describe it like I tried it was actually three times I tried I I came second in the under twenties yep. in 2012 So that was my first ever world title. Came second to in the opens in two thousand fourteen and second again in 2016 so I tried three world titles. So after two thousand sixteen I was telling Jock that he broke me mental. I said, Jock, I don't do not just do don't want to do circles, I just wanna focus on marathons and mm-hmm. I'll come back and I'm ready to do it. I just, I just don't think I you know I I thought I had enough. Um, but then sort of Jock convinced me the last twelve weeks before World Title he goes, he goes, You've got every bit of ability to, to win it, you just gotta back yourself and believe. So, um, mate, to for for me to just to to pull everything aside emotionally and, and everything that was gone in my personal life at the time, I I, mean, I just put everything I had into that into that run and to win the two K world title after six years of pretty much trying three silvers mm. I literally just tears, simple. Like that, that's what it was. when I just bored yeah. my eyes out. And jockey mm. seeing it. Like he gives me shit about crying and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm actually pretty more emotional than people think. You know, like mm. I I put my put my heart in into everything. So mm. when when you try something so hard to win a world title, yeah, it's more like yeah, finally, thank you. But it's just it's undescribable mm. because to come from where I've come from and to be in the position I was to come in and then to be called the world champion six years later. Mm maybe it breaks my heart to think how many people have missed the opportunity of you know being the position I am there's been so many people yep. my age that have lost their lives in, in car accidents or being shot or the drugs, whatever it is that I know that could have been something big and you know mm. I feel like I owed it to them you know for, for them to back me a few my, a few mates that you know push me away saying mate don't get involved in this you're not that type of person stay out of it mm. they're the ones that allowed me to, to win that world title for me it was more just like a thank you to, to all mates and and my family as well because my family were the most patient ones. Because when I first joined the surf club, my family like, "What that was this? Like, he mm-hmm. runs on sand? What is this?" But you know, they finally understood how much it meant to me. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm.
1: good. Mate, it's amazing. Yeah. Did um did you do anything differently in the preparation for
2: that sort of fourth crack at the title there? Or I've just blocked everything and run out. Yeah. Um, biggest thing was just my social life. I I always got too caught up in in sort of doing too much. People that. That I, I probably shouldn't have, you know. As much as I was out of all that trouble, my biggest issue is, unfortunately, always getting involved in fights. Mm-hmm. And and not that I don't, not that I'm I looking for them, but unfortunately, I'm not. I wasn't the most liked person growing up, so there's always a bit of bit of hate back back and forth, you know, back at home. So my biggest issue was always just getting in, in trouble. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing I did is uh, I cut off a fair few people out of my life and and just put full focus on my training. Yeah. Um, put everything I had, you know, focus on my work full time, focus on my family full time, focus on just my training, and it just comes to show, mate, that the outside influence can change your life in a mm. big way. So, and if you block it out, it can change everything. And that mm. was the biggest thing I did about it. I just, I just kept out of trouble, kept it to myself, and just focus on what I had to. Yeah. And you know, when you, when you put your full focus on one thing, you can you can do anything.
1: Mm. We well, certainly did, mate. But, yeah, very impressive. No distractions. Yeah, well, that was the most important part. Yeah, and what about uh, did did Jock sort of model your train differently the third time
2: around? Joss, we're getting ready for the marathon, so yeah, the okay. only thing he modelled realistically for, for that slightly different was just to make sure that my time was so consumed in training that I had no energy to do anything else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, That's we're, genius. yeah, we're getting ready for the marathon. So like I say we we only did one or two speed sessions realistically, but yeah. we just back the base that I had you know I've had 7 years worth of base training so I had to back the fact that I had 2k's and in me and I had to that speed as well mm. but not not much was different yeah. obviously gym work was a lot more sort of strength and power work just to in and out of the sand as quick as you can but you know, I didn't feel like anything was different other than I was just training for marathons yeah and yeah, it was just all mental like when it comes to that you just got to really switch on mentally mm. and whoever tells you that oh you you, unfortunately, you can't have the best of both worlds, and that's the one thing I've noticed this year. And, and it's hard because you want the best of both worlds. You want to have a social life. You want to have a million one friends. You want to, you know, go out party. You want to hang out with friends. You want to have a nice car. You want to have a nice motorbike. But really mate, you can only have one dream, and you've got to put your full focus to it. And you've got to take it one dream at a time. And that was my dream, you know, to get that world title and finally got it. Now onto the next, onto the marathons. Well done, mate. So, well,
1: I was just going to ask, um, like, what the environment's like at that high level competing at World Championships they pretty individual focus or does the surf club team stuff
2: play a big part there as well I know man, the, team. the team plays a big part like I've always been part of team sports so hmm. I love the team vibe although running is such an individual sport like you know, it is a lonely sport in a way but man, when you got training you're running with you always running with someone you're running with a group you're part of a surf club you're always amongst a group it helps you it's actually a good distraction it helps you to sort of forget about you know just that one run, it helps you forget that, you know, it's all about you. Yeah. I'm the type mate, I, I hate being pranced around, I hate being so self focused. I just mm-hmm. love being distracted by, you know, like our races or hanging out with Jock's kids. Yeah. Best distraction. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Because I don't think about too much about the run, I just think about what I've got to do when I get to the race. I just overthink it. Mm-hmm. So having that team to having that team environment around the surf club, around training, even at home, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the days off, it's it's probably the best distraction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good distraction that you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Perfect.
2: Perfect. Um, I mean, I won't
1: ask this, but uh, you, you've talked about the difficulty of training and racing during Ramadan. So, can you explain to our listeners the dietary restrictions that are involved
2: with this? It's as simple as um, we can't eat from sunrise to sunset. No yep. food, no water. Um, I mean, this is the, Ramadan started from obviously back when the our religion started, and in a way, it's it's to See how it it's it's more like an eye See how it feels, for, you know, feel for less fortunate, um, for you know the ones who are fighting for our religion. When you know we were growing up, and obviously back in the time, on how they weren't able to eat during you know sunrise sunset while that war. And I mean, it's a massive eye opening. It humbles you, no doubt. Mm. It's difficult. It's tough. But you know, I look at it as there's so many more people in such a tough position than we are. So for me to to not eat for a few hours, mm. you know, I'm I'm laughing realistically. You know, there's so many people that wish they you know, that could not eat for twelve hours but they can have a massive feast. Unfortunately some people made it on the roads homeless and have no home, have no family, to have no food. So for me to starve myself for a few hours hmm. I mean, I've got it really easy. Yeah. I honestly do. Yeah.
0: Do you think that that practice, um, and, and showing that discipline helps your psychology when it comes to racing, do you think it's made you a, a tougher, a harder athlete?
2: hundred percent. hundred percent. Look it breaks your times, Like there's times we may no one sees when you're home and make you pee out blood and your, mm. your body your system's just in shock and there's days when like, you're vomiting out constantly and you, you're just wrenching just from the heat and, and you're dehydrated but I mean, no doubt it makes you tougher it mm. makes you tougher mentally physically but it, it humbles you no doubt like the hardest part is when you're racing at such a high level and trying to be at such a high level it's so easy to get carried away and you see it a lot nowadays you know people just love to prance around and, and, and talk themselves up but for me the most the most important part about Ramadan is it, it humbles you it humbles you it humbles you in a way to you don't take advantage of everything you have, you know. After Ramadan, you never ever chuck away food. Trust me. Yep. You learn to never chuck yep. away food. You eat everything off your plate. Yeah. But you makes you respect your family a lot more because you see the hard work your family go through as well. Mm. You know, my mum. You know, she'll work full time, come home, and, and whoop we'll whip up a massive feast for all of us. Yeah. You know, for her to do that, it's tough enough on her. You know, she's a fifty-four-year-old woman, fifty-five. She will like twenty-seven, but mm-hmm. you know, she's a tough-working woman that does that for us. So, mate, for me. It humbles me, mm. makes me tougher, and mate, just yeah, I'm content. It just makes me so content with where I'm at. Mm. It's a nice perspective to have, man. Yeah. it's good.
0: How old are your your siblings? have was...
2: got an older brother who's 27. I got uh, myself, obviously 24, and then I've got two younger sisters. One's 22, or turning 22, and one's 20, or one's so turning 19, 18 at the moment. Yeah.
0: Mm. Is everyone at home, or they're doing their own thing?
2: Yeah, so. The 22-year-old sister, she's married at a home, and I've got my older brother who's obviously married and has got two kids at of home, so and it's got me and my younger sister, and we love it at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get spoiled? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, spoiled, right? My mum's a queen, hey. She does, she does a lot for me, and man, that's the thing. No one sees how much our families do for us behind the scenes, but my mum, man, she's so understanding. Mm-hmm. She, she loves it. It's so hard for her coming from her culture and obviously come from Lebanon and whatnot. It's a whole different. It's a whole different world to you know this whole running in Cronulla and the beach and so for her to to just accept it and really just enjoy it, I mean, It's it's the best thing for me it's, it's just it's the best thing to come home to.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's cool. awesome. Hey, uh, in 2016, you beat Courtney Atkinson to win the Red Bull June Duster, 10 kilometre run through the sand hills at Stockton Beach in Newcastle. So not only is it you know a run on the beach and through the sand dunes, but they make you run up the the biggest hill in that in those huge sand hills, So probably one of the toughest races going around. What's it like to beat an Olympic athlete? Right.
2: To be honest, it was unreal to beat him. But it was unreal to run on the on the sand dunes. There, I, I did it the year before, I think two years before that, and I um, I ran the wrong way by about three hundred meters. Oh my. And I got called back by a helicopter. There's a helicopter there, that's sort of recording, and got called back by a helicopter. So, and I was shattered together. Wrong way. Then, I was more relieved to to win it. And then when I realised, I was she's like, I just beat Courtney Atkinson. I was like, I want something here, so it was unreal. But he's such a genuine guy as well. So, I was, man, him and I've been in contact ever since. And it's 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 awesome to beat someone who at his level. But it's even better when they're such a nice person. You meet. Yeah. If I was to get beaten, by, if I was to get beaten by him, then I'd be happy as well. Obviously, yeah. I wouldn't be complaining, but. He's such an elite athlete. He's such a hardworking person mm. man, for his family, for his for his sport. So, man, for me, it just it really motivates me to be to be like him one day, you know. Because he influences me. He, he he's like a perfect role model for me. And mm. he works hard. He's got a family. He's got kids, and man, he's still he's still able to run and, and enjoy life and do everything he can. Man, that's the life I want in the future, no doubt.
0: He's very professional, isn't he? Like no, no
2: doubt, yeah. man, no doubt, and just. The way he, the way he goes about his dad day life, and the way he is with everyone he meets, man, there's not one person that can tell you a bad thing about him. He's yep. just such a genuine person.
0: Yep. So it made me think, um, what's what's the most gruelling race? If you could just say, like, that's obviously um, a, a really difficult race, but it's only ten kilometres, and and you've you you raced on Sunday and, and you ran fifty plus kilometres. What's your most gruelling
2: race that you've done? Most gruelling, I think Jock will probably say this was the same one. There was um. Manly Soft Sand. We had a it was it was during Ramadan. We had a twenty one K soft sand race, a half marathon on the soft sand, and then half an hour after that we had a mile a mile soft sand race.
0: Which is a spring really. Exactly yeah. right.
2: And so I'd done the half marathon fasting and I had an hour in between and I just the excuses started hitting me in the head and I started like, telling Jock, I said, Jock, look, Jock, i just my feet are blistered up, I can't of this, kinda that. He just pretty much grabbed me and he goes, Mate, and there's one guy in the race that there's a rivalry between him and I. It's a nice guy. We have got nothing against each other. But it's just a good rivalry. Mm-hmm. Quinton Reeve is an <laughs> absolute amazing athlete, man. He, and he's at that time, man, he was a beast over the mile. So he had beaten me a couple of times. So him and I I'd always have that back and forth. Mm. And he was doing that race, and I so I was playing in my own head that if I get beaten by him now, it's just going to break me mentally. So I don't. I not want to race him to get beaten, but at the same time, I wanted to race because yep. I don't let Jock down. So mate, Jock, I think he goes, "Mate, you've got this in the back. You just got to back yourself. Just believe." And that was his word, just believe. So went to that run I was sitting in sixth spot behind our young guns Kai and Zach and Quinton and, and this other guy were in front and the last 800 metres it's like it's like Jock was just screaming in my ear and just, <laughs> like, I just gunned it home and won that mile and, and the half marathon that day and that was my the most grueling mate I went home that day and I collapsed at home and mate I was in the medical centre all night mm-hmm. which Jock and no one really ever knew but since we're opening up mate might as well say <laughs> that, yeah. and I, was, I was in the medical centre all night just wow. puking up blood and I was sick for wow, for a few wow. days after it, but mate, if I told Jock, Jock would probably tell me off from getting sick because he would have said I've been kissing girls on it. That's, <laughs> six years. Yeah. that's yeah. an amazing uh, deep well to
1: go to, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, You just can't whinge about underfueling or
0: being dehydrated yeah. ever again. No. Yeah. So just the, f- set, a, set a pretty good benchmark. Yeah, yeah. mate, that's, that's amazing. Tough. Yeah. Well, I'd say my greatest race was with, with you,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ended up
2: puking up in the car bike after, so that's my story <laughs> uh, no, it was a good run it was yeah. good it was one of my it was, it was actually one of my first races against Stu we did a 10k of Brighton yep. I called Brighton the hood as well because I'm always yeah. trying to Brighton <laughs> but no yeah. Stu and I had a mate it was probably one of the hardest 10k's I've ever had because hmm. Stu and I were just neck and neck the whole way and on the way back we did neck, every time, every neck ta- and shoulder ne- every, over, right? every time <laughs> <laughs> every time I kept picking up the pace Stu would not drop yeah. he would not let me go and there was probably yeah. up, until last row 400 where Finally, put a yeah. tiny bit of gap, in yeah. and we just finished off. And that last little bit on the grass to oh, come uh, up. Oh yeah! And we had a, we had a really good race that yeah. day. It was awesome. Yeah. You, you won though, right? Uh, no, only dust. <laughs> <laughs> only dust. I don't remember. I was laying in the dirt <laughs> in the car park. And the <laughs> he it was, was only dust. Yeah. I got the hundred. Mate, Stuart kept me in. He kept me in check the whole way. Yeah. through.
0: <laughs> but but weren't you in a coma three weeks before that?
2: <laughs> still no excuses. I was on the race line. No, all <laughs> mate, still, we had. It. Still we just had it just as tough, mate. Yeah. Now oh, let's not talk about Stewie. Stewie <laughs> was in a coma three weeks before. Yeah. <laughs> so can, can you can you tell the listeners why you're in a coma three weeks before? Oh, my fault for this one. 100. And this is just a massive advice, John. If you ever tired just literally stop, drive, survive. That's the biggest thing I ever learnt. Um, I was just working late and that's what take it back to, and to, you literally take it back to the people you're hanging out with. I was hanging out with the wrong group at the time and we go going, you know, I'd worked a long day and gone out with a few friends and um, dropped one of my mates off at about two o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, dropped off at home and it's the last thing I remember, really realistically, I sort of turned the corner on Forest Road near Bexley and then about 600 metres later, I've, I've, that's where the accident was, so I'd fallen asleep behind the wheel with the foot on the pedal, so made don't impact the, the police report said so they don't impact the accident, probably 160 k's now, I hit a, Hit a couple of parked cars and cleaned up a few thing, and I was uh, lights out for a bit. Um, yeah, a few days in the car and I sort of, I was back awake, and yeah, it was a it was a tough experience that one. But so they a big they could.
0: I think I read that you you woke up briefly when, you, when once you had the impact mm. and you you had the engine basically the, yeah, the car's engine just, on your lap.
2: The, the knees here still sort of scarred up from it, and the legs, and they'll always be like that. Just on the shins, just made the. It, it was a small car so it needs a and so everything just got pushed straight in and mm. man it was just it was just a really crap day it was a, by far probably one of the lowest points of my life um, and because it, it, it was so it was so self-prevented I could have prevented it myself and that's mm-hmm. sort of obviously the guilt there was what I batted myself about it a lot you know I punished myself a lot for it but you live and you learn and I really I learned a big lesson mm-hmm. that day and the night because I, I could have hurt someone big time you know I could have I was just lucky enough it was only me but if if I had hurt someone else, mate, I would have never, probably never, been able to live myself like that because mm. it's such a scary scenario. Yeah. You know?
0: So they they put you in an, an induced coma, mm. and how long did you spend in hospital? Did you have any serious injuries?
2: Mate, the most serious injury was just the the whiplash, really, and the concussion. But I mean, nothing was too crazy. the I mean, only for, sort of few things that I just deal with now is just sort of hip pain and, and whatnot. But that's more just from you know ends up being tiredness from running, but. Mm. Really no serious injuries like I was just I was so lucky to to be where I'm at you know mm. cuts and bruises and and whatnot. I, I came out pretty pretty skate free but the scariest thing was mate just your mother getting a call at you know 4am that your son's been involved in an accident when she thought I was at home and she had no idea I'd gone out and snuck out so yeah, that was that was probably the hardest thing to wake up to you know seeing mm. your mother disappointed mm-hmm. that's what that was the toughest thing for me the whole accident you know being involved in that stuff the whole accident was just just a, just a crap time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, was the worst time because not long after that was when, when my mate passed away as well. So right. it happened just before. So it was just it just it was a pretty crap year 2013. Yeah. In in that in that perspective, but no, we we learned a lot. Mm. I learned a lot for sure. I guess the upside was you beat Stu yeah. in <laughs> <10K>, the <mate>, ten <so. laughs> No, I beat <laughs> Stu, but tell you what, I was hurt for weeks after that race.
0: <laughs> I was hurt for weeks. Oh, geez. <laughs>
2: Well, my burst year was the year prior when you beat me in the southern surf. Got down to uh, North and Cronulla with 1K to go and I was told I was coming 20th. And that For about five seconds, I was the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> and this young, young kid comes running past me. So I got yeah twenty first and you so much. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just missed out on paper. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we should do another podcast. Yeah. All the races that Ali's beaten Stu. Oh, it'll be a long one. It'll long be a long line. one. Yeah. yeah. So, can I ask <laughs> you about
1: Sutherland Surf specifically? So you're a Wander athlete, right? And they they lump Sutherland Surf right in the middle of
2: Ramadan. So what's going on? Like, can they yeah. move it for you or what? You know what they've they've kept, they've kept it pretty tight. Nick at the same time every year, but Ramadan actually. Because it's an Islamic calendar, so the calendar actually, Ramadan starts 15 days earlier every year, it so is, right. so I was lucky enough, last year was the first year that I raced it out of Ramadan, okay. it was only the day after Ramadan, right. the only problem was, I got sick a week before the race and had a virus, so, mm. mate, last year I thought I was going to have the best run of my life, yeah, to be cool. honest, and I caught the virus and mm. most saw it, I, mate, I was running 3 Ks in, just bleeding nose, bleeding mouth, yeah. just coughing up a whole lot mm. of phlegm, but I still finished up in 7th spot so I was happy that's probably the best spot I've finished in and you know, I'll give it a crack in this year no doubt
1: and you've got an extra 15 days this year so yeah, should yeah I've got plenty of time so, <laughs> man,
2: I've, got, I've got plenty of time I'll be at Queensland I'll go to Queensland next week I'll go in there for a training camp for about 4 or 5 weeks i so okay. train there leading up to the Gold Coast Marathon yep. and I'll do the Gold Coast Marathon and come back and get ready for the sun surf oh, try, no, yeah. try and get the top spot
0: what uh? What time are you hoping to do at the Gold Coast Marathon? Is this your first marathon?
2: No, this this will be my third. Um, I'm hoping to do probably around two twenty four, two twenty three. Right. Just around sort of just trying to get yeah. it down slowly. Yeah.
0: Wow. How'd you go on your other two? Which which ones
2: have uh, you done? My first one was Tasmania. Um, I decided to do it on bare minimum experience. I just kept forcing Jock into just let me do it, just let me mm. do it. And Jock's always been trying to hold me back. So, mate, look, you're still young. You just get, you gotta really build up to it. He was like, you know what? There's only one way for you to learn. All right, let's go and do it. Mm. So um, we went to Tasmania. I did the Cadbury Marathon. Yeah. It was much heavier than I expected. Mm. Uh, Matt was going so good the first 21 k's. <laughs> I felt amazing. We went past Jock at you know 78. I was like, Jock, I feel good. Because, yeah, keep going. Hit 28 k's and mm. make the marathon walk me to school. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it was good. I ran 240 for my first marathon, and then did the Sunshine Coast Marathon um, mid last year, yeah. and did 230 there. Okay. Uh, so. I've had a you know, massive prep since then, so I'm hoping to sort of chop another sort of five to seven minutes down that.
0: Yep. Wow, they're coming down. Have you got a, a long-term goal in the running world? What, and what yeah, is
2: like, it? Yeah, I no doubt want to try and qualify for the Olympics. I know the next one's going to be tough, no doubt. I know, probably no chance I'll make it. You I know, mean, I've had Brett Robinson qualify now, Jack Rayner, yeah. mm. most likely Liam Adams or Michael mm. Shelley, one of them is going to qualify anytime soon. So mm. for me, it's just, just to try and really focus on my time. So the next sort of two, three years, I'll just try and focus on getting my time under the 220 mark. Um, once you're under the 220 mark you're amongst the the real elite athletes there so that's my focus in marathon wise Um, and then from there really I've just been taking it sort of year by year you know my passion for running just keeps growing Mm. Um, I'm just at the moment doing my set three and four so once I finish out I just want to be working with Jock and helping him out really just you know he's been working his out. so I just want to give him a hand around around the business and just get amongst it really just keep Mm. myself keep myself sane and then after that, mate, Siri goes. Maybe we'll open up a job athletic in Bexley somewhere or something. Hey, oh, Bexley Athletics. Yeah, <laughs> right. so there's some good athletes coming from there, mate. Yeah. So
1: good choice. <laughs> um, so today's Wednesday. You just competed on Sunday night in the Red Bull Wings for Life run down in Melbourne. So you placed 13th worldwide and ran a distance over 56 kilometres. So congratulations, mate. Thank you. That's, That's really an amazing good. achievement. Um, can you tell the listeners a
2: bit about the event? It's sort of a bit of a different different race. Yeah, mate, it was different for us this year as well. Um, this event, there's no finish line. The finish line's chasing him pretty much. So it's um, it's a race to raise money for spinal cord injury. It's um, built, well, mate, set up by Red Bull. Um, this year, so everyone around the world side at the same time. For Melbourne, it fell, falls like nine o'clock at night. So nine p.m. we started, and half an hour later, a car takes off after us. So the car takes off at about fourteen k's an hour, okay. I think it is, and then it goes up a kilometre every half an hour. Okay. So the goal of the race is where he gets the first full car catches them, Um, so it was by far the toughest. Yeah. Last year, it was the car would get fast every hour. So. In my whole time, this whole year, I've been training in my head that the car's getting quick every hour. Oh,
1: they changed it on you.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Made the change. I just didn't. I never checked the rules. Rookie error, as, oh, uh, right. as I can tell you. So, but no, mate, I still ran. I ran um, almost. I went just slightly further around last year, and I placed twenty two spots better. Yeah. Now, last year mm-hmm. I finished in thirty fifth around the world and, and second Aussie. But this year, man, I had a lot more tough competition, and to finish still eight k's away from the the world champion, mm-hmm. um, I definitely improved a big time. But mate, the race is no doubt tough. You know, and Melbourne gets sort of six degrees at night, and then you're running at midnight to one o'clock. Mm. It's brutal mentally and physically. But mm. you know, I did a whole lot of training at night, running around from Bexie to to Newtown and around yeah. Alexandria and back home. So I was well equipped and ready for it. I just made just I'm just not as strong or as experienced as those older and ultra runners mm-hmm. yet. But I'll be there again next year trying to yeah. trying to get the top spot.
0: Were they? Could you see them with you? Could were they?
2: Oh, yeah, like I was, um, there was a guy called Barry Keane, him and I were sort of running together for about the first 40 or so, and then the 40k mark, the lead cyclist, I was leading at the time, and the lead cyclist goes, oh, uh, the car's at, um, 31k, so it's about 9k away, I was like, jeez, like, this car's making distance quick, so from the 40 to the 50k mark, I just sort of ran down to 330 pace and sort of put about a couple hundred metre lead on, on Barry Keane, then, um, 50k mark comes up, and all of a sudden, I look around, and I the cyclist told me the Russian bloke who's who came third around the world last year and he ran seventy five k's. mean he's a couple hundred meters behind you, and then we got about the fifty two k mark, and the Russian bloke sort of just came and, and passed me like it was nothing, <laughs> you know, and he just kept right. going. And so I tried to go with him for about a k, and sort of kept him in about a k's distance. And you can see just a long highway, so I can still see him. Then Barry came sort of caught up and mm. just trying to hang on to him. I tried to hang on to him, and mm. he put about six to seven hundred meters in front of me, and I the Russian bloke put about two k's by the end of it but you can yeah. the hardest part is you can still see him. yeah you just can't really win. And, yeah. you know, try and yeah. I mean and you trying to sprint when you're 56k in trying to sprint yeah. <laughs> you got nothing yeah. in your legs trust right? me yeah. yeah. and what were you running at 56k what was the last k uh, the, oh, the last k was probably 330 340 30, yeah. but maybe it was just i just couldn't get the legs any faster yeah. uh, i'd done everything i could and i, I spent it all yeah mm. on the run mm. but mate, one thing when we prepare next year is definitely uh be a lot warmer you know, wear the skins on yeah. the calves and the and the legs. Maybe yeah. the colds were probably shocked shocked me the most. But yeah, okay. I learned a big lesson that run, and I was happy with the way I ran. I ran, you know, oh. thirty minutes quicker than I did last year for the same amount of distance. So right, yeah, so it's it good. Amazing. That's you, a big chunk of time. Yeah, massive, massive spread. Mm. Twenty seconds quicker per k. Yeah. What? Well, so. well, what was your average pace per k? Uh, I think just under three fifties. Wow. So by the end of it. Just the Probably last... 350 <laughs> for 58 kilometres. <laughs> so it's it tough. I and I have mean, been training it. Like. stu has been there amongst the mm. amongst the long runs. Mate. We've been building ourselves over the, you know, 40K with a few 5K tempos in it. And, well, I've done the easy legs for you. I mean, yeah, been, we've been part of the tough <laughs> ones as well. we've so, seen how we're in We've been pushing ourselves week after week. So it's the result I expected and I really mm. wanted. So... I'll just put another year's worth of work in, and yeah. only hope for the best. Really, always going to be in Melbourne. Right? Yeah, the Australian ones always in Melbourne. There's okay. a few app runs they do, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So you can it's a it's a simultaneous thing on the app. Same yeah. thing starts at nine o'clock on the app, and you pretty much you're running around. So there's one in Manly, one in Newcastle. They set up this year.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I think next year the up one is all well, one in around so uh, probably Centennial Park most likely yeah. Manly Newcastle. So. They're really starting to make the move. They're just it's just so hard to sort of run internationally and around major places. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the app run's really, really working out well. So I'll still give it a crack. I w I wanna win a major one, no doubt. Yeah. Um I wanna go the next year and try and win, win in Australia, run hopefully run sorta of close to sixty five to seventy Ks. Mm. And then if I can do that, you know, hopefully go to do it in I wanna go do it in Germany okay. the year after. Yeah. That's the goal. Mm.
0: Well, it's, it's putting you in good standing for your marathon in the Gold yeah. Coast you know to have that sort of base
2: yeah well, that, that's what that's what whole Jock's you know Jock's idea was you know use this as just your base training because mm, yeah. you've got so much to gain from it yeah so, and that's what I did doing I've adapted really well Okay, I came back on Monday night and mate, I was back running yesterday just did an easy sort of 10Ks all up once a day and then 402s or something yeah, yeah. and then 10 a hand and and just today we did a few, a few K reps and a few 800s and yeah, the body's put it really well. That's that's where the adaptation comes from. You know, you yeah. just you adapt really well to the to the distance now. Yeah.
1: Do you think um, starting at nine o'clock might have helped
2: you with the the Ramadan fueling sort of situation? Yeah. Like for me, I, I love running at night. I, I probably run better at night. I'm yeah. so used to doing heaps of night runs. So mm-hmm. obviously during Ramadan, I practice running a fair bit at night. Yeah. You know, I practice running after I break my fast. So you know, that plays a big factor in it, hundred mm. um, percent. But just as well, like I think over the last year we trained a lot more, focusing on just this one race. But yep. the year before we sort of just were training for Aussies and yeah. did a few long runs, nothing over thirty k's realistically. Yep. So um, this year we just focused solely on on just running at night, fueling, running on full stomachs, yep. drinking a lot during runs, eating during runs. You know, some days we, we had some good days during long runs, we had some bad days during long runs. But you take the good with the bad. Um, but over the next year, I think another year full of experience, another year with full of training. I don't, see, I don't see why I can't win it you know I've just got to really just back myself mm. and believe that I can yeah. Yeah. Are, you, um, are you sponsored by Red Bull not quite they um, made me the wings for ambassador I'm hoping to eventually get a Red Bull sponsorship that's that's another ma- major goal obviously you know winning a major event like that will be a big step in that direction but I'm doing everything I can you know they're a great company they're really good with their athletes and your likes like Courtney Atkinson has yeah, really just helped me out just trying to mm. become the best I can and all I can do is focus on on the running side of things and make Jock looks after the whole sponsorship wise. I, I tell everyone Jock's like the manager, boss, yep. father, mm-hmm. coach. He's everything. So yeah. many hats. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's, he, he knows what he's doing. So I just I just do the running side of things and I'll, I'll let I'll let my running do the talking. And if it's good enough, they'll sponsor me. And if not. Mm. I'll just keep focusing on what I've got to do. You know, yeah. Cross Cronulla are sponsoring and mate, they're a great sponsor. Free great pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm telling you what, I love Carvalho cross. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we, got, we got the one meter it's pizza challenge. There, we, that's got the, we got the one meter pizza challenge happening next Saturday. Yeah. So, mate, I can wait to destroy that challenge. So you've got, to, wow. you've got to eat up pizza. That's yeah, a up Pizza. Okay. Man, I'll send you photos. I love pizza. <laughs> I love pizza. <laughs> go, mate. Yeah, everyone's invited. Everyone, everyone's invited. Everyone's free to come. And... That's a lot of pizza. I have crust every week. So, yeah. So, yeah. a meter worth. Yeah, no, a crust pizza. They, mate, they're great people, mate. Yeah. They, crust pizza. No one really knows, but crust pizza sponsored me. Um, but no, they sponsored me. They paid for my cert three and four course as part of my sponsorship to okay. to do my cert three and four at college. So, mm-hmm. mate, they're such George and Andrew from Crust. They've they've literally believed in me since they died and that they, they knew the trouble I was in. They knew the the scene I was in and they mm. still just backed me from the day dot. Mm. him and, and them and Sofresh cool. you know that's what I'm saying like joining Cronulla the local communities will back me more than anything yep. you know I can't get a sponsorship from Bexley I try and ask <laughs> and I can barely get one yeah, yeah. Rinalda and Cronulla you know yep. Cross Peas and Cronulla Sofresh Beach and Cronulla yeah all the mm. Cronulla all the Cronulla community the one that sponsor me and yeah. that's what just proves that it doesn't matter who you are or what religion you are that mm. the community as long as you're a good person the way you treat people mm. you get the same back 100%. Absolutely. I think my experience uh with just speaking to other people is you know every single person I know has had a nice word to say about you. Yeah. You know no matter what ability runner and you you've I guess touched on there uh their their life as a runner too so I mean they to uh, yeah you.
1: What are they saying about Matt? Can't yeah. <laughs> answer that. Can't answer that.
0: No I don't want to. I don't have to edit this. We're going so well. I don't have to do any editing. Oh, well,
2: the Royal Double Ultra is. Uh, yeah. gaining yeah, traction. What, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. we we'll have to get. We we'll have to get Ali to come to at least one day. Have you heard about the Royal Double Ultra? Fifty K Saturday. Fifty K Saturday. Paul he
2: brought, yeah. brought this up me. Yeah, brought this up me this afternoon. you guys they might bring it up. Yeah, trying to convince him to do it. It's after the Gold Coast Marathon, is
0: it? Might be before. It's, it's the before, last. It's yeah. before. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. perfect training.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a perfect lead up. Fifty k's on yeah, the Saturday. I'm sure Fifty. Not, on Sunday. I'm sure we can convince John to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, and Jocky might just say, "Yeah, go okay, do it. Yeah, have fun." Yeah, yeah. One yeah, <laughs> day you know? we'll talk.
0: Yeah. That's good. All right. Why? Well, yeah, while we're on a lighter note, we should go to listen to a question. So yeah. this this one's from Irish Jimmy, and it's a, it's actually a serious one, but it says. <laughs> because <laughs> we don't normally have serious listening questions but it says <laughs> what techniques would you
2: use to help recover from a race um, massive one is just get in the pool um, there's people with so many different names for hydrotherapy aqua therapy whatever you want to really call it but mm-hmm. jockey usually gets me in the water and I do it now regularly after any big session or any big race just I get in the water at the pool and I just keep your sort of legs movement. So I do I run in the water mm-hmm. so it looks funny people might laugh at you and think you're looking <laughs> odd but and then I'll go into the, I'll go to the local pool and just sort of do about half an hour, just jogging up and down, in between, do a few leg swings, um, stretches, jump out, uh, stretch for about 20 minutes, and then just go at home and same thing, just put the skins on and on the roller. So mm. it's probably about an hour and a half, two-hour process of recovery, but, mate, you feel the whole world better after that. And that's what we did after this race, you know, jock got me in the pool 12 hours later, did about 20 minutes, half an hour worth of running, um, got me on the, on the roller, on the foam roller, got me on the... Um, the, sort of the leg, the leggings, the to the compression so boots. For yeah, yeah. rebound sports recovery, they they've you know they've looked after them really well. And maybe get that on, and mate, it does you a massive lot of difference. Mm-hmm. Massive, and it just saves you that soreness, and it, it just reduces the risk of injury as well. Yep,
0: yeah. perfect. Oh, that's it's good to know. There you go, Jimmy. Good Jimmy. question.
2: Jimmy doesn't need a cover. He doesn't run
1: anymore. No. <laughs> He's a cyclist. Yeah. Mate, mate they've they're built themselves the cyclists. Nah, I mean, nah, no, nah, 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 It's not Cycling Matters podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, got a, I've got a few listener questions, actually. Um, this is from... Uh, i uh, got it on Twitter. I'm not even sure we're on Twitter, but... just cuts 23 <laughs> You're famous for your experimental and often fashion-forward haircuts prior to race day. <laughs> Do you have, have anything new in the works that you can let us in on?
0: <laughs> I can't honestly. I can't look away. I, <laughs> we're going we to get some close up the
1: My mother is about to disown from this haircut. Yeah, she, um, can we describe it somehow? Yeah.
2: There's just, a lot of party in the back. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's a it's a simple it's a simple dirty mullet. You know, there's, there's no other words. Yeah, It yeah. yeah. is, yeah. you know, is dirty as it gets, but it's actually influenced by the young boys from our training, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. We had this deal like Aussies that if we um, if we had I think five gold medals we all cut a mullet and we didn't quite get there but I still wanted the mullet so I did sort of I did a half-hearted mullet just cut the sides and then Jock did his sides and we looked we looked, we just looked very special so <laughs> um, before this race you know we've been watching the rugby league and this is playing the Tigers Marty Fenoy has just yeah. got this massive mullet yeah. and you know Josh Dugan and likes that so you know what <laughs> they're bringing it back I reckon <laughs> if I bring this back I reckon I can spark a trend here you know yeah. So, and how's it going? No, oh, I'm not well. <laughs> <laughs> not well. <laughs> Mate, my, my boss is about to find me any day I'm about to cut this off and <laughs> my mother hates it and Jock just Jock yeah, make sure Jock always make sure he wears the hat. I'd do it. I'm doing it if I could <laughs> you do the reverse <laughs> one <laughs> like my excuse was I'd tell them, yeah my hair's hanging out from the top so I just thought yeah I've got to go the top get off. in early yeah, yeah nice Make sure. yeah. keeps the back of your head warm yeah. anyway Mate, well, everyone knows I'm always I've always got this ritual before a race I've always got to get a haircut you know, yeah. I'm always doing it's either slits on my eyebrows or slits on my head or so, what's next, though? Like, you've got to keep Mate, coming we'll, with something good after the mullet. You really can't do much, so I'm just going to wait for it to grow. So, I'm probably plat it or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different? yeah, you're yeah. going to keep the mullet. Yeah, no doubt. alright no, I'm going <laughs> to keep it for the Gold Coast marathon and wow. then yeah. try and plat it by then. Uh, yeah, see, I think
1: you need to pull it in at the back a bit tighter for aerodynamics. Yeah,
2: no doubt. Mate, I'll tell you what, <laughs> you slowed me down a fair bit. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a great look on the TV the other night oh, representing man. Australia. As the, uh, <laughs> that's the first thing my mother yes. said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you want to be remembered for? The guy with the mullet, or the guy that won? I won. To be remembered, right? It can be both. Deep yeah. <laughs> down, it's a bit of both for you, yeah. isn't
1: it? I've got uh, I've got another one from uh, from Peter Hadfield, actually, big friend of the show. So, firstly, congratulations on a brilliant surf sports career. I have love watching your progress on the sand. Do you think my, skins, my full length skins are too threadbare to wear to Sandhills
2: on Saturday? I love Peter Hatfield's, <laughs> and I claim that on a weekly basis. Peter <laughs> Hatfield's been wearing the same skins for, <laughs> for, for probably for longer than I've been alive for. Yeah. You know? And, and he, wore, <laughs> he wore them at the last sandhill session I was at about two weeks ago. And they had the world's biggest. Cutting them and yeah, okay. so, man, I reckon they're doing more damage than good now. They're letting, they're letting more cold in and they're probably keeping the cold in. Uh, You're going to trip on it. He, yeah. he is such a good boat. If you've ever uh. seen a session, he would no doubt turn up skins on, trackies on, yeah. jacket. so The other week when he turned up in shorts, I think he was, we were all like, what the hell is Pete doing? He, he's in his Panther shorts. Why are you in shorts? Oh, it's a bit warm. Why are you skins? I reckon he's well, probably after us all well, we'll him about his skins. That's why probably put him back on. But he uh, he loves those skins. He, he does love
1: it. those skins a little
2: too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, guys, you guys better get those framed. <laughs> yeah, that, we yeah. we
1: bought him heaps of new ones for Father's Day, but uh, he just likes those old ones. I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> So you, you mentioned your boss uh, a little bit ago. What are you doing for work now? Um, I work for a company that's spider Bunnings. So Caboodle, uh, so Caboodle, which do Flatbacks Kitchens, and Monarch, which we supply painting services to Bunnings. Mm. So they're exclusive to Bunnings. A good friend of mine, Dean McCarthy, she actually got me this job. And not only did she get me this job, she got me the promotion I got So to give me an easier lifestyle. So I work a lot more local, and they give me a work car. So... If it was for Dean McCarthy, my training would be a lot tougher. She's 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 my nutritionist. She's like my mother. Yep. She's like she's she's almost everything to me, mate. She's she calls me every day, every morning. I get a morning call. Ali, you're washing your hands. You're eating your vitamins. Vitamin C. You're vitamin C you don't be kissing girls. Germs. She's she's a big influence on my life. But mate, she's helped me get my job that I've got now. And mate, the job I've got now, it just it's such an awesome bunch. You know, mm-hmm. my boss Scotty Lovell. He loves his running, so every sort of every few days he's sending me through his, his runs, and he's getting ready for the Gold Coast Marathon as well. Okay. So I'm running with him at the Gold Coast Marathon. Him and I have made a deal actually, my state manager and I have made a deal that if I finish the marathon and he and he's still got the 21k mark, he's got to wash my car, and if he's past 21k mark, I've got to wash his car. That's uh, great. I've got a good feeling in washing his car. <laughs> he's, he's running really well. Yeah, Got to get the sponge out and get the bikini out. <laughs> Use the mullet as a sponge? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, he'll love it. Oh, maybe. He actually, if he sees this, he'll be dead.
1: I'm worried that between Jock and Dee that um, you might be kissing the wrong kind of girls yeah. If they're so worried about the germs. Yeah, What's yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't had a good run of relationships. Uh,
2: <laughs> that's, that's maybe why. Yeah, full disclosure. Yeah, yeah, um, no, mate, look, I, I'm, I'm not not—I'm not perfect either but I've had a, I've had a tough run in relationships. i have had a had a, I've had a, I was with someone for five years, and that's that unfortunately didn't work out. She was a, she's a beautiful girl. I just I probably just wasn't mature enough for her, and I probably wasn't a good guy for her. And then got engaged not long after, and she, her and I sort of just didn't work out. She got remarried two months later, so you can tell my running relationships isn't too okay. great. You know, but one all I was like <laughs> to say, but mate, I you know I'm, I'm with the I'm talking to a beautiful girl now, and you know she's good. she's awesome. She's and Jock and Jokin Jokin. are okay with it. I mean, <laughs> Jock and love her. Her name's Leia She's um good. she's just an awesome chick I, I met her by just honestly it was by a complete sort of accent so we sort of met each other and mm-hmm. maybe, you know we just clicked with someone we've just, been, we've just clicked ever since and become real close and she's actually the first person that's ever travelled to come to a race so she came and watched the race at Melbourne and maybe played a massive part in, in what helped mm-hmm. me do so well she was a massive mm-hmm. motivation the last few weeks she's kept me sane through all the long runs and she looks after me she feeds me really well you Know mm-hmm. she, her, she's got a great family as well, so going? Uh, th- this way she was going good so far. So let's see how long say so good. Is, is uh, she a hairdresser? Nah, <laughs> no, she hates his hair. Come with anyone, right. uh, well, I have
1: no her. doubt. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, that's an awesome check those, it? That's great So Matt and I Are doing a, a race Down in Victoria In September Called the Surf Coast Century So it involves A heap of sand running um, Have you got any Technique tips To get us through The
2: soft stuff Yeah Just build sand castles <laughs> No no <laughs> Mate um, uh, Peter will tell you This is always Lie on your feet Hips up every One. time this is, and he tells his, tells his history sprinters and his distance runners mm. light on your feet like you're running on hot potato or hot rocks you know you want to be as light as possible on your feet yep. slightly leaning forward and your hips up you know you want to be in and out of the sand as quick as you can mm. so the less time you're in the sand the better it is so don't worry so much about doing such a long stride you might have to shorten your stride up just yep. quickening in and out of the sand how far are you guys go on the sand
1: well it's a 100k race oh. so I reckon there's about 20k's on the sand yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Why would you guys do that? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you guys want to do 20k, There's 21k's on the
0: road if you guys really want. <laughs> well, I
2: think it's, it's fairly compact sand, isn't it? It's hard sand. Yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not soft sand. Right. You know, it's almost just as bad when you're wearing your shoes and, and you've probably got another 80k's to run. So yeah, I can not imagine how you guys are going to feel. That's right. But I'm, I'll keep you guys in my prayers, though, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maddie, Maddie
1: won't have a problem. He, uh, he's like a sand spider. <laughs> <Yeah. and> just... <laughs>
2: it's amazing.
1: It's amazing. No, I'm going to have a little bit more trouble. I'm going to be at 55 kilos more. Anyway, on you, know. uh, you, you, you guys will hustle through. We'll yeah, be boys. fine. We'll get through. We'll be we'll
0: we'll be fine. Get through. So... Um, out of, like you've you've had an an amazing journey really you know since since you've been in, in your teens what are you what are you most proud of if, if we forget about our sporting achievements what what you know what really stands out for you what's or you know
2: um a lot of things like my two net my two youngest nephews they're probably the be singer my biggest influences you know I've always wanted to be the perfect example for them so. Mm-hmm seeing growing up now and watching them look up to me you know getting in this school across country and you know screaming that they want to be like me I, you know I never thought I'd uh, have that so for me that makes me so proud and just watching my sisters grow up to be the women they are they're really strong independent girls you know in, in the society we have now and obviously the culture we now for them to be such independent and strong girls that makes me so proud to, to be a part of you know um, I grew up obviously not knowing what paths are going to take and to see them just choose the right path you know not be influenced by it outside. Outside opinions to see, and, you know, my yeah. young sister now is trying to become a nurse, and I want to look after a daycare. Like mm. they're just such strong, independent girls, and they actually that I look up to them. You know, they mm. they're so independent. They've taken up a lot. You know, they grew up without a father, so they didn't have a father influence for them to still be so on a straight path and real strong-minded. That makes me so proud to know that my brother and I and my mother have done our job to raise them up right. So no, no doubt that's probably. Makes me proud more than anything. Yeah. So you're proud that you've you've turned your life around and you've you've become a role model to others. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's the biggest thing. On you know, I never thought I would be, but to be a role model, it, you sort of you really got to be proud of that you know to have the young ones at training to look up to you and hmm. have the young kids sort of come up to you and you know ask you for you know, how to do this and you know how to do that and just ask for advice. Now, I never thought I'd be the top person giving advice on, you know, but that that no doubt is stands up up to more than anything to me. It's said Brad. So
0: yeah, and it sounds like you're um you're heading down the the career path where you, you you want to be an influencer. You want to get into coaching and that sort of thing.
2: Uh, yeah, no doubt. Like you know, it's for what Jock's done for me. It's ever since ever since I sort of met Jock and, and the whole training side of things, I always wanted to become a coach in a way. So I did my level one athletics and you know started on my level two and sort of started my surf three and four. So I've really been able to sort of help him out and, and been taking a few sessions. And it's it's. It's a no-brainer. You know, I love running. I love sport. Mm-hmm. It's just... I wouldn't... If really, it's not work for me if I'm doing that 24-7. I'm okay. enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love, you know, watching people succeed. I love watching, you know, our young athletes do so well. So, for me, it won't be really silly works it's, it's, it's almost like a holiday. I enjoy... Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, it's something different mm-hmm. to what I ever imagined me doing. You know, I grew up wanting to be like a typical... But, you know, kid, mm. tradie, and whatnot. Obviously, that didn't work out for me with a cramped arm. But uh, <laughs> uh, coaching will have to do the job for now. Mm. Which yeah, will be yeah, good.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure you'd be good at it because mm. you're obviously you, you're empathetic, you care about people, and you want to help people. So yeah. I'm sure that'll be a, a fitting role for you. Yeah, thanks, mate. We'll, we'll see
2: how it goes. So, yep. You know, small yeah. steps there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we might um we might finish up there, but if uh if, if any of our listeners want of follow your progress So you what what social sites do you have are you on instagram yes. yeah
2: do you want to tell us where where people can find you uh, instagram no doubt um that's probably the biggest thing i use i don't use it as often probably as a jock makes probably makes me do it but right. i'm on there a fair bit you know just always running stuff it's on my first and last name ali najem or yep. i think the username's underscore um Najum, which is my last name with two m's yep. but um yeah mate it's I enjoy it I, I love don't mind social media you know see other people running and taking a bit of advice from everyone else it's, it's good fun you know Stu and I always the likes to each other sending a few private videos <laughs> you know, it's, you, it's good fun you on uh, you on Strava as well Mate, I have a Strava account but I'm the, I'm the most unorthodox runner I, I barely use a watch yeah and anyone can tell you that I go into a race I did a half marathon at Queensland I didn't use a watch mm. everyone's looking at me like are you serious yeah I just I go off effort just yeah. run for feel yeah uh, mm. just go off, off that's my head, great I so. reckon I wish I could do that yeah. so. mm. I, I am on Strava I, I will follow you back no doubt I just barely use it I, I think I've logged one run in Yeah, yeah. so everyone thinks I'm an one person but it's a good, it's a good mm-hmm. way for them to look at me like that that's right. Low I mean false it's nice it was, it's only done a 10k run in the last 10 months awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Well, excellent. Well, um, if any of our listeners have anyone that we sh- we should interview, please send us a message and, and get in contact. We're always looking for new people. The See, next person. Sounds like should get
1: Jock on. We, we should get some stories. yeah Jock. Talking Ask about his son and you yeah know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Find, find out what's going on behind the <laughs> scenes. He's got
2: plenty to tell you, Jock. Yeah, hmm. I reckon half of them not true, so be careful. I'm going to be here in to interview him. Right. <laughs> I'll verify everything. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, make sure uh, you follow us
0: on our Facebook page, Running Matters Podcast, and Instagram as well. And uh, if you want to follow our training sessions, we're on Strava, Paul Hadfield, and Matt North, Running Matters Podcast. And finally, remember that we've got the com- uh, the promo code for Surf Coast Century, which is Running Matters SCC 2019. The Royal Double Ultra will be mm. sold out in two weeks. Get into that. Make sure you enter. Great training run. Great, the Gold Coast great, great preparation for Gold Coast. I'll jump to out. Thank uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's, that's it, funny. legends. Thanks very much for your time. I'll be seeing you out running. Good luck at Gold Coast. Thank you so much, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Phil! Phil!